Um, so the holidays are over now. This is, that's the good news. I, I, I don't like the, they call them the zombie weeks, the dead weeks, whatever you want to call them. There's that, I mean, Sarah and I were here last week and we were literally the only two. Um, it was crazy. Most of the shows were on hiatus or whatever. So it was weird. It's a strange time. And you know what it's like? The offices are kind of open, but not really. I mean, it's just weird. It's a weird time of the year. So I'm glad that's behind us and we're sort of all on the same page now. Today is really like the start of the new year in a lot of ways because we're all back. The, the holidays are over. I think most kids are still out for another week, but those of us that have to go to work uh, are pretty much back on the job. Holidays over. Hangover may linger for a little while and the financial hangover may be just only about to hit, unfortunately, for a lot of people. It happens every year. We talk about it every year, but this year, as we know, a little bit different because we've seen a lot of pressures on our bottom line over the past 12 months. Just think about how much has changed uh, when we talk about the rate of inflation. You know, we're running 11, 12% during the summer. Then you've got interest rates that have gone up 4% in this country, um, uh, unprecedented leap. So a lot of it has changed. And I imagine people are in a bit of a spot heading into 2023 to, to help us find our best way through it all. Kelly Keene is joining us. Kelly, uh, Happy New Year. Thanks so much for joining us today. Happy New Year, Shay. Always great to be with you. Yeah, I, I mean, and I think it's probably more important this year. I mean, it's always important, but probably more so as we head into 2023, because 2022, really, for all of us in one way or another, was a wild ride, wasn't it? Yeah, it was brutal. Like you said, inflation, rising interest rates. I mean, it's everywhere you look, it's more expensive. And you know what? If that were just for like a couple of months, okay, people can weather that. But it's been like a a brutal year for people, and it's not looking like it's going to change much uh, in the coming months. So, yeah, really tough for a lot of people financially. And we have our traditional hardship as we head into January, and we'll get to that in a second. But do you think, and I think there were some surveys that indicated that more Canadians were in a tough spot heading into December, and the holidays we're spending can sometimes get out of hand than in other years just because of, like, the things we talked about, inflation, interest rates, and all that. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, there's always some survey. We'll see how it shakes out uh, of people saying they were going to spend less, uh, you know, sticker shock, all of that. Did they actually spend less? Did they throw it on a high interest rate credit card? Did they get a payday loan? Probably not going to know those numbers for a few weeks anyway. Yeah. So if you're in that spot, that's the thing. When those bills start to arrive, right? It happens every January and people are like, oh, I overdid it. Um, what, what can we do now? Don't just wait, right? I mean, you always tell us that's the worst thing to do is sit and wait. Get going, right? Yeah, it's unfortunate because it feels like every year, and and probably talked to you for a lot of years, Shay, it's like that Seinfeld episode, right? It's like, you know, just before dinner, everyone's ordering appetizers and everything, and then the bill comes, and it's like, who ordered that? (laughs) Who ordered that? I mean, I feel like that the same way, too. You're just like, oh, why did I not think of my future self, right? But the reality is, is you've got to shake it off, and, and you're the only one that can save yourself. So, I know, I know a lot of stuff is unfair right now and you can just go down the rabbit hole of complaining about it or you can get yourself out of apathy, out of inertia and do something about it. So three simple things that I think people should do and then I can break them out, Shay. Okay. So number one, just like today, I was at the gym early this morning, uh, just like with your health, if you're trying to, you know, rein it back, there's three simple things you do. Number one is you take stock, you weigh in. Uh, I can, I can unpack that. Number two, you've got to, to look at your, your calories, right? It doesn't matter how much you work out. It's those calories. Same thing, your financial calories. And number three, you've got to know when you need help mm-hmm. because you just, there's not 
not everything that you can do on your own when it comes to your finances. So if you want, let's unpack the first part. Yeah, I mean, is that is that kind of like the old 12-step? The, the first step is to yeah. admit that you have a problem and get an honest assessment of where you really are? Well, and you started off, Shay, saying, you know, don't wait for the credit card bill yeah, to come yeah. in. Yeah, exactly. We all bank online, or, or 99% of us do. Hop on there. Look now. So first thing is is weighing in. And, and what I want you to do, and this is hard. Like, Shay, this sounds like a little tick of the box of your to-do list. It's not. And it can actually, like, physically make people sick to go and look at what they've spent. Yeah. Um, you know, what their credit card interest rate is. And so they just stay in apathy because they know they're going to get really irritated yep. and upset and they're just like, whatever. But if you don't do that, you don't know where you sit and also you don't know where you can make it better. So, for example, uh, I hope this motivates some people if they uh, do have high interest rate credit card bills and you're only making the minimum payment. I'm not even asking you to find one cent more. But let's say, for example, you had $10,000 on a credit card, 24% interest rate, only making the minimum payment. If you call up your bank and you get into a lower interest rate card, all of them have a card that's around 12%, no bells and whistles, no rewards points, but mm-hmm. you don't need that if you're paying your minimum. That one move alone is going to save you over $4,000 paying that credit card balance with no extra money that you put on there. Wow. So no one's going to call you up and do that. Actually, I was talking to a Winnipeg radio host, and afterwards, he actually he was like, shoot, I think I'm in a 12% rate card. No. He texted me on, on Instagram and said, yeah, I wasn't a 24%. I lowered it down, and, and he got his fees cut and everything. He saved 500 bucks just wow. talking to his banker, doing a bunch of stuff, and he's going to save so much more uh, throughout the year. So this is this thing. No one can come and look at your situation uh, unless you've got a planner or, you know, financial planner or, or a credit counselor. And by all means, if you're struggling, if you just can't do it on your own, that was my third tip, right. is, is get some help. You know, in Alberta, we've got uh, money mentors. We've got some great nonprofit credit counselors. I always encourage people just to call up your bank. Like, if you don't have time to wait on hold... Go on your app, go on your bank's app, and you can actually book a call for them to call you. Let them know if you're having a hard time. Uh, make it their problem to come up with some solutions for you to maybe defer your payments or maybe they can negotiate a better interest rate. Like, you don't have to figure this all out yourself, Shay. If there's, there is help out there. And banks are, are more than willing to take that call and to, to help you with some sort of a plan? You know what? Generally, they are. So here's the times where they're not. If you've already missed payments, yep. you're going to be uh, less in a position to negotiate. But still, don't be afraid to call them up because they don't want you to default. Like, this is what you really need to get is that... They don't want you to default. They don't want to come and take your house. They want to work with you. But, you know, if you make promises and you don't keep them, that's where it gets yeah. really tough. So keep the lines of communication going. Even if you miss the payments, you didn't do what you said, or or if it's Revenue Canada, it doesn't matter who your creditor is. Being silent is the worst possible thing you can do because then they have to assume you're not going to pay and then their wheels go are set in motion. So keep those lines of communication going. If you call a call center once and you don't get the answer that you like, call back. You'll get a different person. Ask for a manager. But but 99 out of 100 times, Shay, people have told me that they are pleasantly surprised 
when they call their bank, when they call their credit card company, that they are willing to work with them. But that's great news. And I, I guess what it comes down to, Kelly, is you just got to you gotta swallow the pride, right? I mean, nobody wants to phone a bank or phone anybody and say, hey, listen, I'm having a real hard time. I, I'm broke. Like, nobody wants to do that. Yeah. But that's the first step that you've got to take, right? Well, and I think it's more people kind of thought of themselves like a business. Yeah. You you take the emotion away from it. It's like, you know, okay, you're now the business owner of you, Inc. So Shay, Inc. You are no longer a person. There's no shame in this. There's budgets. There's, uh, you know, we, we don't have enough, like like a company would think, right? Yeah. Like, so what what do we do now? And and you do your best to take the emotion out of it because, yeah, it's not it's not personal. You, you're, you're a good person, uh, but you need this situation situation to be fixed and you need to take the emotions out as much as you can what are we expecting in 2023 i mean depends who you talk to recession no there won't be a recession employment's great employment's terrible i mean if you're sort of in this position right now what's on the horizon is it going to get better is it going to get worse well and the thing is it really doesn't matter if it's a recession for you like Uh, you know, it, it, is your industry going through a tough time? There's industries that no matter how good the market is doing, they're not doing well. So it's really taking stock. What is your industry? What is your skill set? Um, you know, there is nothing that's going to bring more money into your life than your career. So, you know, don't take all your focus on paying down your debt and worrying and lamenting about that. Uh, spend a lot of your focus on how do you bring in more money? Like, do you need to go back to school? Can you increase your skill set? Maybe you can use your RSPs and you can, uh, you know, to, to, to find some money to go back to school. Like, if that is going to make the difference and put you in a whole different income bracket or, uh, you know, a side hustle, whatever it is, Shay, like, we don't spend enough money talking about, or don't spend enough money, don't spend enough time. <laughs> talking about how to bring in more money and if you're not even asking that question i can guarantee you're not thinking about it yeah exactly i think you're absolutely right and that's the tendency at least for me is when you know things are a little bit sketchy just ignore it it'll go away i mean of course it won't (laughs) but i think a lot of people opt into that so uh, just pick up the phone and get the help kelly that that's what your message has been uh consistently and i think it makes so much sense just just reach out and get some help because help is available yeah, and you know what? If you can't do it today, make your calendar, make your digital calendar your friend. Just put in, I don't care. If it's Thursday morning at, at, at seven o'clock, you're going to spend 10 minutes on your finances and have it reoccur. And just having that is going to be a reminder to be like, Hey, I'm just going to think for 10 minutes a week about my finances and try to make it even a little bit better. Like just pay what you appreciate appreciates, you know? Yeah, exactly. Kelly, as always, the best advice available. Thank you so much for being here today. Really appreciate it. Always a pleasure. Thank you, my friend. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. <laughs> and Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.